are listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Well, it's like when we audit the mod with Magic and give them the action items that they're going to use to lower their total cost of risk. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. Technology is not an expense, it's an investment. Look at what ThinkHR has done for our clients and even our team. It's an amazing product and I'm so thankful we have that. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Things are changing for us in 2021. Not all big business anymore. Now that we have Cover Wallet on our team, it's amazing that we're going to be able to write small business profitably. This is Power Producer Shop Talk production redefined are you ready to feel the power welcome to power producers shop talk guess what man i know the episode number this time and it is can i guess hang on let me guess i'm gonna say this is 30 on the dot this is episode 30 on the dot yes that's my number baby this is big three zero of shop talk. Hell yeah. My varsity basketball number. I'm getting a lot of positive feedback on these shop talk episodes too. Everybody loves really? them. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> pretty intelligent guy with a lot of, uh, you know, you got a lot of battle scars from being in the sales game for a while. They'd like to I drill do. down on that knowledge a little bit. I've got battle scars. That's for sure. I don't know how intelligent I am. I don't either, so at least we're on the same page there. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. What I want to talk about for this is, you know, I got to thinking about it. It's the first of the year. And I wonder how many people actually are effectively using their business planning and their process planning and most importantly, their behavior planning uh, as they go into the first of the year. I think so many people do a business plan. And they talk about, you know, here's the numbers I'm going to hit. Here's my target market. You know, mm-hmm. here's how many those there are in my area. Here's the average revenue account, a size of the accounts and all of that. Mm-hmm. But how they don't really like give anybody any marching orders, like for what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. And I think yeah. that's something that's, that's huge. And it's not necessarily difficult to do. But, you know, as I'm sitting here looking, it's just like when, you know, we were going back and forth this morning right before we we went on talking about mm-hmm. all of this stuff with HubSpot and how we're going to set it up for a VA to do appointment setting for us and mm-hmm. all of that. And when I did, you know, I'm looking in there and the first thing I look for when I go into HubSpot is behavior. I'm not, I'm not even looking at numbers. I'm looking at behavior. I want to see if the behaviors are there that will breed the right activity for us to generate revenue. So you know, that's what's important to me, a business plan. It's great if you've got a goal and it's great if you've done market research, but if you don't show what the behaviors are that are going to help achieve those numbers, that's not a business plan. That's a list of goals and some market research. Right. Yeah, I agree. And this is obviously like the natural time to do it when everybody's doing resolutions and trying to get everything in line after the first of the year. But it's, you know, I think, I think a lot of times if you're if you don't have those action items and the 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 how behind it, it turns into one of those gym resolutions that your membership, you know, is just sitting there after February and 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 you're not there. I'll go ahead and fall on the sword right here. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm walking around with a uh, gym bag that I've got my membership voucher printed out for Crunch Fitness from January of 2020. I, I pay whatever, 12, 12, 12 bucks a month every month, and I haven't been since COVID started. Right, me too. I, I, and I can honestly tell you, I would I would probably be going if COVID wasn't going on because I mean I legitimately like going, um, but I can't I can't do that right now. I, you know what I could do is do some stuff at home, but I'm not going to do that either. You need a tonal. That's what you need. <laughs> I need I need to just buy like a bunch of those P90X videos or like <laughs> and just just crank them. The- Which one would you like? I can let you borrow it. I'm I'll sure it, you do. I bet you do. I'm sure you extra two minutes and and never split the difference books. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you have a Bowflex as well. We, no, we just sold it. <laughs> of course you did. Dude, I'm not, listen. I'm not kidding. We own every infomercial product for fitness ever. I have all of the Beachbody series. I Beach have, we have. That's the other one. That's right. Well, Beachbody's who does peanut. Who, who was the dude? Who was like the kickbox guy? What was that guy's name? Billy Blanks with Tybo. Yes. He's on a commercial. He's on a progressive commercial or a Geico commercial. By the way, Billy Blanks jacked in his yes, old age. He's huge. Like, he's he got to be. Like, I don't even know how old he is. Like 60? He has to be, but he looks like he does nothing but stand in his driveway doing curls all day. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I saw him and I'm so like, maybe, oh, he's really getting thick. So maybe I'll do that. Let's do, let's do that. I'll tell you what, man, in, in all seriousness, I had the Tybo videos and the thing that I enjoyed the most about them is the stretching. Like they yeah. would give you the pre-workout warm-up and stretch and all that. That is a very underrated thing in the exercise world. Is stretching stretching, stre- stretching is big, especially if you're sitting around, you know, on the computer all day. Yeah, or just laying on your couch eating cans of Pringles <laughs> by the can. <laughs> Once you pop, you don't stop. Yeah, do it, man. I am kind of a fan of the Lay's stacks. They're a little bit thicker. Yeah, I'm a classic Lay's guy. What um what were we talking about before this? Plans? About backwards. And okay. How yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, this. right. Yeah, I mean. So what's I mean? What's the first step in doing that? I mean, obviously, we can talk about it. We can talk about you need to you need to do that with the end in mind and everything. But how do you put in an effective action plan that's going to produce the results that you're looking for? Well, I mean, the end for everybody is how much they want to make. Right. Well, you know, for, yeah, for, for most people, you, you to, right. You have to build your math from that. So, right. you know, if you tell me, hey, I want to make, you know, $100,000 this year and you get 40% new business commission, let's just pretend like it's your first year because mm-hmm. I'm not get into renewals. You guys can figure all that out. That's way too complicated a math for me to be thinking about on a Friday morning. Oh, yeah. But if you just say you want to make $100,000 and, um, you know, you're at 40% new business commission, mm-hmm. then, you know, you have to write $250,000. Is that right? Let me pull the old adding machine out. Dude, I have no idea. I was hoping that you were going to come up with a number and not ask me because I had $50,000 in new business revenue. So you, you say, Hey, look, I want to write a hundred thousand, not make a hundred thousand bucks. And I get 40% new business commission. You got to write 250,000 in revenue. And I'm going to go ahead and let you know that that is unrealistic. Yeah. Period. You know, if you're if you're new in the game, or even if you're you've not been in middle market for a while, I'm not saying that people can't go out and write two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in revenue in a year. I've done it consistently, but and I don't say that to brag. I'm just saying to think that you're going to go out and do that if you've never done it before. Right. You're going to have to be a freak. So, sure, that's the basis for everything. So now you know. Okay, I want to make a hundred. I get forty percent. 
I have to write two hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Now let's let's go back to things we've talked about prior. Ideal prospect profile. What's your mm-hmm. ideal prospect? How much average revenue per account are you looking at? If you're looking at twenty five thousand dollars in revenue as your average, you have to write ten accounts. Right. Like just care less than one a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, which I mean that you know that's a reasonable. Yeah. Exactly. But not in your first year because when with middle market, you have to continuously work that pipeline. You yeah, know I, mean? I was going to say that 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 sales process has a has a longer tail than you know your your small business stuff that you can just turn around in a, in a day or two or in a week or whatever. I mean, it's stuff that you have to kind of massage and and have multiple touch points over the course of the year. I mean, there's there's been a number that I've done that I, I've talked to for year and a half before it all you know maybe timing was off the first time, maybe they you know, just renewed and it wasn't something that they were willing to uh, you know, look at at that point. But I, I, I think that that's important to keep in mind as well. You're not, it, it's going to be tough to come out of the gates with no like, you know, first year or whatever and, and, and make that happen. Agreed. So let's just say it's 25,000 and mm-hmm. you need like 10 of them. Right. How many, how many people do you have to present to right. you know, that your actionable work product how many people do you have to present to in order to get 10 orders, right? So yeah. now we think, okay, mm, I like our chances, right? Because when mm-hmm. we go in, we've got a higher than average close rate. If we get to the point where we're going to, I mean, I would say we've got a best in class close rate. I just didn't want to say that. Yeah. Not like I was being arrogant about it because I'm not. It's just our process works. We know that it works. And if we get to that point, we, we know we're going to win way more than we're going to lose. But for mm-hmm. practical Let's say we have to pitch 20 people in a meeting with actionable work product to get 10, 50% of them tires. Mm-hmm. I think 50% is a fair number. You know, I, look agree. At- I agree. No, but I mean, basically, even like if you go into HubSpot and look at the look at the stats, I think that's probably pretty, pretty fair. So here's the deal. How many people do we have to talk to? To get to the 20. To get to that 20, right? right. That number is going to be way smaller. I mean, mm-hmm. way, way bigger. I'm way sorry. Bigger. Yeah, yeah. Percent is way smaller. So for, sure. maybe for us to get to 20, we're only getting 20% of the people. I, I would even argue it's probably like 10%, really. Yeah. yeah. So just in the erring, to err in the side of conservative, uh, being conservative, if we need to, if we're only hitting 20%, that means over the course, or 10% rather, Wait, over 200. the course, we got to hit 200 people. Right. But I mean... Okay. That's 200 people that we've actually talked to that have given us actionable work product to then come back and present. Right. Right. And then we're going to present to 20 of them and 10 of them are going to hire us. Yeah, so, so that's three at, a week or more than like, we'll call it four a week. That's, that's just the people that we actually get to engage do with. Right. How many people do we have to call on to get to that? And I would argue that's probably about, another. Like, about 10. 10. Yep. I agree. Right. So now you're at 2000. Mm-hmm. Instead of two hundred, and that's right. where that's where we should be looking at, right? Is two thousand. So take two thousand and break that down a little bit. Two thousand divided by 50. it's, thir- it's thirty eight, thirty eight and a half. So, but but I mean, if you when when I look at prospecting from the way that I've done it in the past, and and you know going out and getting in front of people, which you know th- through uh, marketing drops, maybe not super realistic at this point in time giving COVID and everything, but easier because you can call more people and email more people. So that's what I was going to say is, is it, is it's broken down in between that 
calling and emailing. It's not just like I got to go and, and walk into 2000 businesses over the course of the year. It's it, that, that's, that's everything, right? That's the, the calls, the emails, the LinkedIn, the, the drops, that sort of thing. So when you look at it from that perspective, you know, you, you, you see 2000, man, that's, that seems like a lot. I, I don't know. I don't know that it really is. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not for me when I was going to see fifty freaking businesses a day with the office supplies. No, that, but that's the whole that's thing. Sure. That's why you, you you've got your number now, right? <laughs> right. Now works too. Here's what I want to make at the end. Here's what I start out with at the beginning, and we used conservative yield numbers to get to that. Now let's break it back down and turn it into a daily deal instead of what we have to do over the course of the entire year. So if you take thousand, like you said, and you break that down into here's what we have to do per week. It's 38 and a half leads a week. So let's just use easy math and say, you need to be in touching and, and calling on and dropping on or whatever right. we're doing in this environment, 12 a day, right. a dozen a day. Right. How long Which does is- that take? 15 minutes? For calls, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're having conversations, hopefully a little bit longer than that, but sure. Yeah. If you're, if you're I mean, calling and emailing. That's- first conversation though. Right, right, right. You're just trying to get, you know, hey, I just want to introduce myself, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. let's just say, call it a half hour. Uh, yeah, okay, okay, call it a half hour then. That's two an hour for six hours. If it was 15 minutes, it's four an hour for three right. hours. Right. What are you doing the rest of your day? Yeah, hopefully finding more people to <laughs> call the next day. But, but I mean, that's the whole thing. So, I, I you know, when, when we say that our business is easy, it really is when you think about it that way, because you can take, you can make whatever you want. And you can adjust those behaviors as you go. And the mm. thing that's cool about building your business plan this way is that next year, you're going to have your own results. And now your plan is going to be even more accurate. You might find out that instead of only getting 10% yield in a stage, you're getting 20% yield. Right. So you don't have to have as many. And then you can tailor that as you tune it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you're oh, going off of your data at that point. Yeah, that's why I say two or three years of going through the process over time it's going to be way easier for you because mm-hmm. you're going to have people that you've built rapport with in the prior years. So you're going to have a better hit ratio. You're going to get more educated in product, mm-hmm. right. get more street smart and all of that. So my theory really is if you're a producer who's just starting in the middle market today, mm-hmm. you can easily, if you do the process the right way, you could be hidden to 250 in revenue in three, three, four years, right. you know, I don't think you're going to go out and do it in your first. I don't think very many people are. Yeah, That doesn't mean that they can't. It's just most people, it, it, until they hear something like this that breaks it down from the end to the beginning and then into mm-hmm. daily behaviors, they don't think that way. So they don't realize. But here's the thing. It's just like anything else, man. You have to hit that grind every single yeah. day. You You can't skip. And by the way, when I went and did that math, I was doing that math on what on, on just doing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Not even well, because I mean that that's how our schedule is set up. Maybe, you know, we would... People are running the math, thinking, "Wait a minute, that's not a dozen a day." Yeah, it is because we only on Monday's a wash and Friday's a wash for us. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is really when we go at it from the the sales angle, and so that's a big deal, man. And it's a wash because we're doing you know team uh, sales meeting and everything Monday uh, typically, you know, and then. Friday is Friday is doing all the research and, and process like we talked about, you know, in earlier episodes on this where we're where we're basically filling up our bank for the for the next week in terms of, of uh you know prospects that we're going after. Yeah, I just think that if you take the clarify. approach Yeah, if you think if you if all you think about is the approach, 
I got to get in front of 12 people today. Just get in front of them, have a conversation, try to have a conversation, whatever else. And you know that if you do yeah, that, you're not, you're not selling them. I mean, that, that, and that's, that, that's the one thing that I um, have found that has made this monumentally easier in terms of marketing and getting in front of people from, for me is, is that when I used to be going in and doing these drops and calls and everything, you were expected. I, to I had to, I had to make the sale then. Yeah. Like you it were wasn't expected to sell something. Then, yeah. Right. This is a much more relaxed conversation. I'm just trying to get in the door and ultimately get to the point where I'm able to make that sale. But obviously it's a little bit more complex than just going in and selling office supplies, whatever. But you know, it, it's, it's an is that, easier. Is it that much more complex? I don't think it is. Well, not from, I, I guess not from a, if, if you look at it holistically, no, but f- from the standpoint of you're not going to, I'm not going to walk in and sell them an insurance policy like, you know, today or, or change their insurance up or whatever. I can walk in and sell them some paper. It's a, it's a, dip, it's a commodity versus, you know, where we're delivering them more of a value proposition. So from that aspect, it's different. But um, I, I mean, I always had to tell my new guys that like, Hey, like, you know, initially you are going to need to make up in numbers, what you lack in skill until you, until your skill sets improve. And the only way they're going to improve is by going out and repetition and doing it over and over again. You're, you're just going to have to make up for that in, in, in numbers. Um, and, and that's, and I think that's true for pretty much any industry, but, um, you know, I, I feel like it especially applies here in the middle market if you haven't been doing it before. Agreed. Well, listen, people take those business plans in that amount of revenue you thought you were going to do run mm-hmm. those calculations Figure yeah. out how many people you have to sell on an average account size, how many people you have to present to in order to get the order, how mm-hmm. many people you have to meet with in order to get them to allow you to present, and how many raw leads you have to call in order mm-hmm. to get that person on the phone. Yep, It's that simple. And you can take that total number, divide it up by 52, tells you how many you need to do a week. And then whether you do three days a week of calling and, and constant prospecting or five, you can do the math from there. You know, right. the math is easy. A matter of understanding the thought process and the and the ca- uh, calculations behind to know what the activity needs to be. And here's what I can tell you. If you do that, and then you have a system, which we will talk about on a different episode, but you have a system where you religiously log that activity and you monitor and track that. In our agency, obviously, we've talked about it. We use HubSpot for that. But if you have that system, then it's only going to help you fine tune and improve. Mm. As you so I would tell you, crack out those freshly written business plans and get to work and figure out what your day looks like. And you'll be amazed at how much money you can make if you just get yourself into the routine. The problem is you take one day off of the routine, then it's two, then it's three. And mm. the next day, you know, you're right back to making $35,000 a year. And mm-hmm. he wants that. Right. It's 1960. <laughs> All right, and everybody have a great weekend. We will catch you on episode 31. See ya. been listening to power producers shop talk you can follow us at the power producers podcast on facebook and instagram and if you want to take your game to the next level check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book the extra two minutes